Welcome to the Sellernomics Podcast, where we share valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e-commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. And now, here are your hosts, Rob Stanley and Lisa Kinski. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Sellernomics. My name is Lisa Kinski. I'm joined by my co-host, Rob Stanley. And today with us, we have the team from Airwallex, and we're going to be talking about financial solutions for global expansion, specifically for you e-commerce business owners. So let's welcome to the show, Kane and Garrity and Curtis Shong. How are you guys? What's going on, guys? Hi, how's it going? Thank you for having us. Yeah, Thank doing great. Both. Thanks for having us. Thank you both so much for being here. So let's just jump straight into you guys. I mean, financial solutions for e-commerce business owners. What are we talking about here? Are we talking about like credit cards and and foreign exchange? I mean, what does that exactly mean? Yeah, I can take that one. Um, I think for e-commerce brands, I mean, you know, as you're you know selling globally, there's a lot of things from credit cards, like you're saying, to you know paying suppliers overseas and like you know operating in different currencies. So there's a lot of complexity when it comes to you know moving money globally and doing it efficiently. Nice. And, what would... and then, Kanan, just to follow up on that, like, yeah. what are some of the benefits of some of those when people are expanding? Like, uh, go through a few of the different options available. Like, what are the key tips for expanding globally in e-commerce payments when it comes to payments? Yeah, I think when it comes to payments, I mean, you know, as an e-commerce brand, you've hopefully made a decision, strategic decision to, you know, operate in a new region um, because if you want to sell there, it's like your product's going to do well. Um, but I think you have to start thinking about, you know, there's a lot of costs involved for expanding globally, whether, you know, we we're talking about FX a second ago, right? So that's something to keep in mind, um, you know, being able to mitigate a lot of FX risks and be able to operate in different currencies and be able to, you know, operate in the, not just the currency, but the local transfer and payment methods of those countries. Like in the United States, you know, we have ACH, but areas around the world, they operate in different um, transfer methods as well. So being able to offer, you know, solutions that are local to those countries will help you go further and help you kind of shave a lot of margin you know, make sure you, you keep a lot of all of the revenue that you're making in those countries. Nice. And, and is it better to pay like in a local currency or does it matter? I mean, you know, help us out a little bit with that. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think flexibility is key here, actually. So being able to operate in the currencies that your vendor vendors and customers want, right? So like being able to, you know, we have a lot of customers, or I work with personally a lot of customers who like send both US dollars and euros and Chinese yuan. And, you know, they have the kind of the flexibility to manage, you know, a scope of currencies. Um, and as you know, as you're scaling globally, you'll run into a myriad of different you know, customers and vendors who have their own preferences and being able to have like the options to fulfill those those payments, you know, in the currency of choice is, is key. And on average, what is a what is a seller going to save? I, I'm sure it varies, but what on average, what are they going to save uh, versus paying in their own currency versus a local currency? Yeah, good question. Um, we actually have a lot of customers who will they'll do kind of a, a nifty little trick where they uh, they actually ask for dual invoices from like a vendor payment perspective. But let's say you're sourcing something from China, right? Um, Velocity actually ask for dual invoicing, where they'll actually give you an invoice in both Chinese yuan and U.S. dollars, and you know, 
more often than not, the Chinese one invoice is more affordable, right? So because someone's eating the FX risk somewhere, some you know, you know, usually on the on the China side of things. So they'll be able to save typically about three to five percent of the actual um, you know vendor payment, and that kind of goes both ways. If you're selling or you know you know collecting payments in different currencies or sending payments to different um, different regions, you can save anywhere about three to five percent on those on those costs. Nice, interesting. This is this is also like over my head. I, I failed finance in college. And when it comes to like the exchange rates and things, it just doesn't make sense to me. So um, kind of like what are, what are some of like the basics that sellers need to know about like foreign exchange, why they should go with something like Airwalks instead of because can't you just like go through like your normal bank? Like, can I just use my Chase card or my, you know, Wells Fargo card? Totally. Yeah. And, and you can definitely use, you know, you can use a Chase. I mean, I, I, I bank with Chase in the U.S., right? And it works great for a lot of my, my needs. But if I was a business, I'd probably want to be a little more, you know, I was a global business. I'd want to understand exactly what the differences are between my, you know, my current Chase bank and, you know, a product like Airwallex. And I think one of the, the, the key factors is like, you know, Airwallex is to kind of think of it as like a, a global banking account that can operate in different countries around the world. So you kind of get your, you know, think of it in a real simple term is you have Chase in the US. You also have a extension of that Chase bank account now, right, in China and in Europe, right? So you're kind of like transacting like a local, but from a global perspective, and you get to kind of manage it all on one platform. Um, so when you're like, you know, there's a lot of like FX and different like payments you're gonna have to deal with um, to be able to, you know, operate in like, like a local just saves you a lot of money at the end of the day and a lot of time as well too. It actually speeds up the transfers quite a bit. So if you were to use Chase today and say you like sold in Europe, for example, um, and you're collecting euros from, you know, you're selling in Germany, um, Chase would actually be able to collect those funds, but they would actually charge you three to 5% to convert those funds on the way in as they can only settle in US dollars. Whereas, you know, a platform like Airwallex actually would give you a bank in Europe to be able to collect those funds locally. So you're actually collecting the entirety of those funds. And then you can like take some of them back and convert them to U.S. dollars or you can maybe pay a supplier in Europe. You have kind of the flexibility to now have a bank account that operates in euros, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And what about like protection of those payments when it comes to paying suppliers. I, I used to work in supply chain and would hear these horror stories of we found what we thought was a supplier off of Alibaba and they took 10 grand of my money and ran away and I never saw anything. Like how how does payment protection come into play? Yeah, security and protection is like a really important part of what we do, right? I mean, everything has to be, I mean, if you're going to trust a company or a bank or, you know, a fintech with your money, you want to make sure it's protected and secure. Um, everything we do is protected by an FDIC insurance of $250,000. Um, and, you know, so we, you know, if there are payments that are sent that are, you know, obviously that are malicious or fraudulent, we have a team that would look into that and, you know, go get your money back. And like I said, and if it weren't able to get it back, you know, they are protected by, by, the, uh, by FDIC insurance as well. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. And what about uh, what about some of the challenges that people are facing? Let's say you were already explaining kind of one of them. If I'm expanding into selling and taking different currencies as I'm being the seller, not just necessarily sourcing, uh, what other challenges are they seeing besides that sort of currency conversion? And you're, it sounds like you already have the solution of having like a local bank to take that local currency. But what other challenges are sellers seeing when they're expanding globally and taking you know, basically uh, money in from those different places. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Chris, no, Curtis, go ahead and take this one. Thanks. No, no, it's fine. Uh, no, I mean, I think, you know, everything Katie said is completely accurate, right? Uh, I think one of the things you find when you're expanding is 
you know, coming from the U.S., everything's sort of local to you, right? Uh, but now you're actually creating a, a brand new business, almost entity, right? In what's called Europe, for example. Um, so, you know, as we're solving the problem of like reducing your FX costs, right? Uh, Amazon's going to pay you now in euros. Uh, one of the great things you're going to need to do while you're expanding is paying local vendors now, right? Uh, you might have a local 3PL in that area. You might have to be paying a translation service uh, to get your you know, products localized, your advertising localized, and paying agency in that, in that space, right? Um, and one of the things we sort of solve for here is the idea of repurposing your funds. Um, so let's call it the old model, right? Hey, you have your Chase account in the U.S. Um, you're collecting, you have an Amazon shop in the EU, and Amazon's going to try to pay you in euros because you're selling in Europe, right? Uh, but Amazon now is, can't do that. They're putting everything into your Chase account in the U.S. and they say, "Hey, well, we can't deposit that." And Amazon takes their two, two and a half percent and converts that to you for USD. Uh, and you're like, "Okay, that's not great, but that's kind of okay." Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to kind of take it for now. Uh, I'm going to lose that two, two and a half percent. But now you have to actually go back and pay your vendors and suppliers in Europe, right? Uh, you have to pay that translation services, that 3PL, and but you have to send them euros because they don't want USD. Right. So now you have to pay Chase again the privilege of converting those funds back to euros. And now you lose another three to five percent from Chase. Um, and that little round trip you're doing is costing you anywhere between like let's call it four to seven to eight percent. Um, and so the challenge here at Airwalks and Software is like repurposing your funds, right? You set up an Airwalks account in Europe, you're collecting euros from Amazon Europe, and now you can send out euros from that Airwalks Europe account to pay those vendors. And effectively, you've just removed effects from your day-to-day -day operations, right? Uh, saving yourself at eight, seven, eight, nine percent, right? Whatever that might be. Um, and those are sort of things that we see people don't really quite understand when they think about expansion. They think, hey, I want to go to this new market and I'm just going to make it happen. And yeah, it'll cost me a little bit of effects, but they don't really, they're not counting both sides of the equation uh, every time this happens. Yeah, I mean, because we, we can do everything from our computer. We can do pretty much everything with our U.S. credit card online as consumers, right? And it's it's a different, uh, it's a shift in mindset for sure of having to say, okay, wait a second, I actually have to like pay for this now? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like why we have this sort of title, like, you know, we want you to operate like a local, right? If, if you were actually based in Germany, how would a German run business go and operate right they'd open up a euro bank account they'd pay out in euros they collect in euros and everything would be just seamless and smooth right uh and that's what sort of airwalks is providing right the ability to say hey i'm going to be in the us but also in the uk also in europe also in japan or australia and collect and pull funds from those local markets and pay out those local markets as well yeah and curtis a, a quick follow-up question <laughs> i don't know which way to ask this is there any places you're either not doing this currency sort of thing or better yet, where are you guys offering this type of service or where can this be used uh, to be able to kind of get these better rates? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we're adding new regions and markets like all the time. Um, so uh, Kanan, you'll have to correct me on this one because uh, you probably know this better than I do. Um, US, Canada, UK, Europe, Hong Kong, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore. I think we just launched Indonesia, Poland, and Denmark. <laughs> okay, um, so quite a few. 
it's, yeah, it's a there's, lot. There's, yeah. There's, there's quite a few. I mean, I think that, you know, we can pay to 150 different countries. We can collect from over 20 different regions. Uh, I think we operate in about 65 different currencies right now. So like Curtis was saying, this is something that, um, you know, every quarter or so we're adding more currencies, more, more support, more coverage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what about like marketplaces? Where, where, uh, where does AirWallets work? I mean, we kind of mentioned, uh, you know, Amazon a little bit, and that probably has more to do with not necessarily the checkout, but more of the transfer of your funds from the other Amazon marketplaces or a bank in a different location. Where else do you guys work like marketplaces you work with? Yeah, so we're an, uh, an Amazon PSP, right? So basically, wherever you know, like in in the twenty different collection markets that you know Amazon's in, we can operate in. Um, we also can collect from Stripe, PayPal, and a number of different like sort of checkout experiences. So if you have a WooCommerce or you know Shopify, like that also works out quite well for us. Okay. Um, and I believe you know, and I'm not gonna myself, but like you know, we're launching Amazon uh, Walmart later this year. Right. So we'll also be to operate in Walmart as well. Right. Uh, so a number of different sort of checkout experiences, um, marketplaces, you know. Yeah. And is there any regulations or requirements that people need to be aware of when they're transferring these funds or, or things like, uh, you know, is there any restrictions? <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> you're not going to probably be getting some money from Russia or anything anytime soon. But what other type of restrictions do, uh, you know, sellers need to be aware of? when they're dealing with this? Yeah, I can take that one. Um, I think, you know, as you're selling into another country, you're going to, I mean, not that we're like tax experts, but there's going to be some tax implications that you kind of be kind of be aware of, right? Um, which is actually another reason why airwalks can work out quite well is, you know, being able, like Curtis was saying, repurposing those funds, like paying VAT taxes, you're going to have to then convert money back, obviously. So it's nice to hold, you know, a certain amount of money for that. Uh, but as far as restrictions go, um, you know, we have, it's pretty much free game, honestly, when once you sign up. I mean, there are restricting countries like, you know, North Korea and Russia and things like that where we can't send payments to. But, um, you know, we're, we have kind of using the word flexible again, like we have a very flexible product, right, that essentially can allow you to pay not just suppliers and collect money from customers, but we have people who pay, you know, virtual assistants, maybe in like the Philippines or wherever they're maybe located in their local currency. So they're essentially able to give them more money at the end of the day. But yeah, it's really, um, you know, anyone, any business can use AirWallet essentially. And, you know, people use this domestically, but really if you have a, a global use case, that's where our value really shines. And, you know, kind of from a restriction perspective, um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I'd say 99% of the world is open to send payments to and do it quite efficiently, quickly and affordably. That is awesome. You guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break in here from our sponsors. But when we come back, I want to continue talking to you guys about the world of global expansion and the financial services that Airwalks has to help sellers do that. So we'll be back in just a minute. Today's episode is brought to you by Gatita, the global leader in FBA auditing and reimbursements. Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. All right, you guys, be sure to head over to gatita.com forward slash forward slash sellernomics for the first 400 NFB reimbursements. I usually go straight through that and it got, really got me today. Um, you guys try saying it five times fast. Uh, we're back with Curtis and Kanan from Airwallets. And um, I had a question for you guys. I mean, you kind of were, were talking about some of the things that sellers are able to do, you know, through your solution, like paying those VAs more easily and suppliers. But when you look back at some of the success stories of the sellers you work with, what has a solution like Airwallets 
done for them? What doors has it opened for sellers being able to kind of minimize these FX fees? Yeah, I think um, the first thing that comes out to me is like the ability to expand easily and more efficiently. I think there's a lot of costs and questions and thing, you know, from a financial perspective, you know, we want to make sure that our customers are supported in any strategic decision they make. So I think, you know, once, you know, for example, I, I, we have customers who are like, yeah, you know, they, they, they might be selling in like Europe today and they see how easy it is to use air wallets. And that really kind of spins up some new ideas. Like, you know, we can do the same thing in Mexico and Canada and Japan as well. Right. So I think being able to make global payments and global business easy and transparent has really kind of like shifted the ideas of like, you know, being able to expand and expand faster and easier and obviously add more revenue to your, your bottom line. Awesome. That's Curtis, any, any fun success stories you've heard? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think what we see is so, you know, Airbox is a global company, right? Uh, you know, right now we're talking to the U S team, but we're a global company. We've been around for seven years and we actually find that in a lot of markets, not outside the U S um, a lot of the first time sellers actually coming directly to the US as the, as the first option, right? Because, you know, the, the US is the most competitive. We're also one of the largest markets, especially for Amazon selling. Um, and so the earliest success we see is like, hey, I just started my Amazon store from Australia, from the UK, from Germany, uh, and set up for Airwall's account just to open that US bank account with us, right? Uh, so they can start operating with, with Amazon US uh, almost immediately. Um, and we just sort of see them start from like infancy, like, oh, no sales, zero sales. Uh, but because the U.S. operating is just so much bigger for them than their own local market, uh, they, they find a lot of early success and, and quick success and they become very large sellers very quickly um, just because they're able to do that expansion uh, almost immediately upon starting their, their e-commerce uh, journey. Very good. I, I just thought of a scenario and I, and I think I know the answer, but I'd like you guys to answer because maybe somebody else is thinking it. So I, let's say I'm selling in the US, I'm selling over in Europe. My suppliers are in China. Um, I've got this basically virtual bank account in, the, in uh, UK and I'm bringing money into there. Am I able to just send that money directly to my other virtual account in China to pay my suppliers? Or do I have to bring it back in through the U.S. for some legal reasons and then send it over there? No, you can pay directly. So you can collect those, you know, those pounds in, you know, into your wallet, your GBP account in Great Britain pound, um, and then you can essentially take those and say, "Hey, I need to send these to China, right, directly." Um, and you can send those in local Chinese, you know, currency Chinese yuan, or you can send those in U.S. dollars or whatever they prefer. Yeah, and and you know, we're kind of talking. I mean, a little bit about risk here. What kind of risk do I have collecting in these local payments when currencies right nowadays are kind of up and down all over the place? Uh, how do I kind of mitigate that? Or is there anything I can do to kind of, you know, help offset some of that risk? Yeah, we, um, we that's a good, a really great question. And, you know, the, you have the flexibility kind of, again, to, you know, take these currencies and convert, you know, let's say you're collecting currencies, you know, from different markets like the UK and in Europe. And if those come in, you can put those into US dollars right away if you'd like to, right? You don't have to like hold those forever. Now, a lot of people will play the market as well. And they might actually kind of hold these currencies because I think they're going to go up. And we also have the ability to actually do a 30 day FX forward as well, where you can like lock in rates for 30 days. Um, so we give some flexibility around, you know, being able to mitigate that FX risk. Yeah. And, and so we've kind of been just talking more about like the currencies, and the FX and everything. I know you guys do a lot more than that. Why don't you tell us a few other, you know, items that Airwallex does that maybe our, uh, you know, Amazon sellers or global sellers are looking to use to kind of uh, expand. 
Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think another kind of tool that we have that can be quite useful, and we see a lot of Amazon sellers use these, uh, but we, we do have like a Visa card product as well. So we have both virtual cards, which can be managed online and physical cards, um, which you can use for your business. So and a lot of Amazon sellers will use these for like Google ads or, you know, Amazon ads or different types of ad spend. And what's nice about these cards is you can spin them up instantly. So I can like say, hey, you know, Robin, Lisa, I want to you know set up a card right now. I can create it instantly and use that right away. So it's, you know. I don't have to like wait for the card to be activated or anything like that. Um, and what's kind of unique about our cards actually too is they are what we call multi-currency cards, which are a little rare. Um, that means that they, because they like connect to your AirWallet's account that has all these different currencies that can operate like euros, pounds, all these things we're talking about, they can actually operate in those currencies as well. So it's helpful for a team is if you're like you're growing globally and you have teams overseas as well, you can give them cards give them, you know, cards in their local currency and they can operate in those cards. Whereas like a card, if I had my Chase card in the U.S., it's like a USD card. Um, whereas like, overseas, I can actually use, you know, for you know, obviously it's great for travel as well. I can actually operate in those currencies without being hit with an FX fee, um, which is quite quite convenient. I don't know, Curtis, if you want to add anything to the, the card section. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the virtual cards are really great for a number of different reasons like Kane mentioned. But one of the other really great reasons is because you're able to issue them sort of in a local currency, like euros, for instance, right? Uh, you can also set up uh, restrictions or caps on it. Uh, so, hey, maybe you're trying out a new agency for the first time. You're going to put this $200 limit per week on the ad spend, maybe $500 per day or $1,000 per year, or whatever you want to do here, right? Um, and say, hey, you know, Rob, agency Rob, right? Here's the $500 card limit for you to go, to go build my brand out, out in, in, in Europe. Uh, and then now I have peace of mind that you don't have my, you know, my Amex business card, right? Uh, and you're going all crazy with it and overspending and overshooting the budget. Uh, you're, you're spending exactly what I sort of put on the limit for you. And you can't go over that. Um, and maybe you have multiple different vendors. And, you know, it's, it's a little crazy because, you know, maybe you have like 25 vendors as you're building your business and you don't know what costs are going where. Um, and so what we sort of say is, you know, build a virtual card for each one of your vendors. And then if you don't like the service or something goes a little bit wrong, you can just cancel that one card, right? Instead of worrying about loss of car, loss of physical card and, and going through the whole hassle of like reinstituting card payments uh, amongst like 20 different vendors. Yeah, that's I like awesome. That. I, I, I would fire, fire agency Rob though. So <laughs> you know, I do, I do, I am curious though, uh, are there any kind of emerging trends or technologies that you guys are seeing that are coming up in the kind of global expansion of payments uh, that you could maybe share with us? Curtis, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a lot of interesting stuff that people are doing with their data in general, right? Um, you know, we, you know, we see, you know, people want to get, you know, deeper, not only on, you know, sort of like what they're going to be saving, but sort of how we help them grow. Um, right. And what we're finding is that we have all this, we have all this information from you. Right. Um, and, and so what we're, we're, what we're trying to do internally is like, Hey, how do we make the best use of that data to, to help you guys go forward? Right. Whether that might be, you know, in the future something like capital, Right, uh, you know, because we know how much you're selling, how much you're growing. Uh, that might be a future thing we're thinking about doing. Uh, basically, how to better inform your business and how to make sure you grow your business into new markets. Um, we also can sort of see because you know we just have like you know tens of thousands of e-commerce merchants with all this data across the board. Uh, we sort of see where people are growing into and what new markets are going. Uh, so there's a lot of sort of interesting stuff we can be doing, uh, and I think it's sort of all on the roadmap for us right now. 
Yeah, Kanan, go ahead. Yeah, no, I can add to that too. I mean, I think the first thing I think of is, um, so one thing that we offer that we just recently launched or launching here now in the US, it's been a, a product globally for a while is our, we call it our payment acceptance product, um, which is like similar to like Stripe or like, a, you know, an online payment checkout method meant for kind of more like, you know, when you're selling direct to consumer or selling your own on your own website. Um, but one of the trends that we're seeing is, you know, people, you know, as you guys know this too, right, e-commerce is inherently global and people are being more global and selling, you know, into more countries. Um, one of the kind of things that we're noticing is a lot of payment acceptance platforms only allow you to settle in a currency that your home base is in. So if I'm in the U.S. and I'm using like Stripe, for example, I can sell globally. But everything has to come in as USD, kind of the same problem we were solving earlier, whereas like, you know, one thing that we're noticing is people do want to sell, you know, everywhere, right? You want to have customers around the world. Um, so to be able to, you know, not just using our global account function to, you know, connect that to Amazon to sell in different marketplaces, now you can kind of do this on your own direct sales, you know, your D2C website to be able not just to sell globally and, you know, have an online payment checkout to sell in euros and GDP, but to also take those funds and settle into your specific accounts, right? Thus, again, you know, saving you a lot of money, you know, like Curtis was saying, 3% on the front end, 3% on the back end of, of those um, of those currencies that are incoming. Right. And just to make my what Kanan's saying, right, we sort of see the sort of like the data, and I think he's sort of, you probably heard this as well, right? Where people who are so solely selling on Amazon uh, are sort of like, as they get bigger and bigger, they're sort of looking at themselves like more on multi-channel, right? They're sort of taking themselves not only on the Amazon seller, but also on our DC site, right? Uh, where sort of this like payment acceptance, multi-channel payment acceptance product sort of works out best, right? Uh, so they're not just thinking, oh, I'm only on Amazon forever. Uh, I also want to make sure I have other avenues to to get my products in the hands of my customers. Um, you know, even, you know, we see a lot of our customers even going to like, you know, brick and mortar stores, right? Um, they're, they're going like, yeah, we started on Amazon, we grew huge, we're in multiple different countries. Now we're in D2C. And oh, now the next time we're actually going to go into the stores, <laughs> right? Uh, so it's almost like you know the, re the reverse traditional channel of what you normally see with with you know any retail brand. Yeah. Absolutely. What what about possible security concerns? Uh, first of all, for Air Wallets, if people aren't familiar with you guys, and then maybe kind of you know just concerns in general when somebody's expanding and looking at payment options or how to transfer money and stuff. What you know. Uh, not to say horror stories, but what have you guys seen that maybe, uh, you know, they should be aware of when they're doing this? Go ahead, Curtis. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, so, you know, Airwalk's about 1,300 employees now, right? So, you know, and we're growing. I think, we're, I think our CEOs said they're like hire 500 more people this year, right? So we're, we're growing at a very, very, like, high clip. Um, you know, we have a full global transaction monitoring team, a global KYB team. Uh, KYB is know your business, right? Uh, just to avoid acronyms too much here. Um, and transaction monitoring, make sure, you know, the money's going to the right people and they're not under like suspicious activity. Basically. Uh, so, you know, we're doing a lot of that work for you, right? Um, I think one of the things I talked to a partner about was, you know, in Europe, you actually are supposed to be, and this is like a new rule they have, um, be making sure that the receiver of the funds is not under any suspicious like lists, basically. And we already sort of do that already, right, on your behalf, right? Um, so we have a lot of these sort of safety from, you know, our insurance, from how we safeguard your funds, how we, you know, put it behind a wall, guard it effectively in our system, uh, to actually like monitoring the transactions and making sure, you know, the person who's getting the money is who they say they are for you, uh, making sure that that's a list, making sure you don't get in trouble as a business for accidentally sending the money to the wrong person who might be on 
on a, on a suspicious list. Um, so there's a lot of things we're doing to mitigate this for businesses um, because, you know, ultimately we're also responsible for if this money gets in the wrong hands, right? Um, so, you know, this is, this is, you know, we are financially regulated, not just in the U.S., but globally, right? Uh, we have like 60 banking partners around the world uh, and we have to make sure we're compliant with all of them, <laughs> right? So, mm-hmm. so it's not just like, oh, just a U.S. bank, a U.S. rules. No, it's mm-hmm. U.S. plus all the 60 banks all around the world that we have to abide by um, that you know, sort of actually makes us even more cautious and more secure uh, with you know, your funds, right? The customer's funds uh, than just even a traditional bank might be. Yeah. Kenyon, anything to add to that? You know, I think you you kind of hit it a lot of it there, Curtis. Um, just one other thing to add. I mean, just what our you know, I think our transaction monitoring team can you know, like Curtis was mentioning, can save a lot of people from a lot of sketchy situations, right? I mean, if we're flagging that you're going to send money to this person that we have high suspicious, you know, or high reasons that they're going to be suspicious, you know, we will ask for um, you know alternative information before we release these payments and just kind of get making sure that we're you know we're being compliant and we're being safe with everyone's money because that's at the end of the day, that's kind of what we want to do first, right? We want to make sure everything's secure and safe and working. And then we can like get into the details of like making it affordable and efficient. But the first things first is security. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Well, you guys, we're going to wrap things up here. We're going to hear another quick message from our sponsor. And then when we get back, want to learn from you boys where we can get in touch, get more information on AirWallex, but all of that in just a second. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at katita.com slash sellernomics. All right, you guys, we are back with Curtis and Kanan at Airwallex. Would love to hear from you guys kind of, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about the different you know, services that Airwallex has, but uh, really just highlight the kinds of businesses that you are able to help out, who you guys are looking to work with, where they can get more info, where they can reach out to you. Now is your time to do a shameless plug. So go for it. <laughs> Curtis, go ahead. Oh, thanks. Um, sure. Uh, so I'm Curtis. Um, you know, it's curtis.shown at airwalks.com. Uh, I'm on the partnership team. So I, you know, I actually work with, you know, Lisa and Robert uh, to make sure, you know, our e-commerce, you know, merchants on our platform have a great ecosystem of partners to go out to when they do and want to expand to a new market, right? Um, so you can reach out to me uh, if you're interested in partnerships. Uh, we actually are heavily focused on e-commerce. Uh, we do support a wide range of businesses who do want to just be interacting, you know, globally, right? Um, and I'll let Kane sort of, you know, finish off the rest of the plug here. Yeah. Um, again, I'm Kanan Garrity. So it's similar to Air, uh, his, <laughs> Curtis's email. It's kanan.garrity at airwallex.com. Um, and yeah, I, I work with customers. So I work with businesses. You know, I definitely work with probably, you know, half of the businesses I work with, if not more, are in the e-commerce space. So you know, people who are already selling globally, looking to sell globally, maybe have questions about moving into new markets. Um, you know, we can kind of do an assessment of like what your goals are and typically understand like what your timelines are and where you want to sell and can get you set up with an account. Uh, we don't actually charge anything for So Airwalk's kind of like a freemium service, if you will, or like a pay-as-you-go, where it's like you don't actually, there's no cost to setting up the account. Um, you kind of set it up and then, you know, as you're like making payments, you know, you might have the, the, essentially we can, you know, take fees here and there as you're moving money globally, but it's essentially free to use. Um, but yeah, be more than welcome to, you know, chatting with anyone who's in the e-commerce space looking to expand or looking to make things more affordable or efficient for their business. Awesome. Awesome. And everybody listening, that is Air Wallets. It's like Air Wallet, but with an X. So A-I-R-W-A-L-L-E-X 
airwallex.com. And you guys can reach out to each of these gentlemen first.last.airwallex.com. So Kanan.Garrity and Curtis.Shong. I would spell those out, but I know I'm going to butcher them. So we will drop them in the descriptions of these episodes, or you can head over to the YouTube and check them out on the screen. Guys, thank you so much for being here with us today and excited to uh, continue to see all the awesome things coming from Airwallex and see you guys at the next show as well. It's always great to connect with you guys in real life. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having thanks us. Thanks a lot. Awesome. And thanks so much for everybody who tuned in. If you guys liked what you saw today or heard today, please be sure to give us a thumbs up, share your thoughts with us in the comments, subscribe to the show, and we will see you on the next one. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sellernomics podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, Gatita. Did you know that Amazon probably owes you money for FBA reimbursements? Get $400 in free FBA reimbursements at gatita.com slash sellernomics. Be sure to join us again next week for more great tips on how to grow your business. And thanks again for listening.